Hello and welcome to Rad Mom Radio, a podcast dedicated to moms and all their favorite topics. My name's Natalie and I'm your host. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. If this is your first time listening, thank you so much for joining me. It feels like it's been a minute since I did a solo episode. I always kind of have to adjust to talking by myself, you know, after having a guest to talk to. I'm not really like a big talk to myself kind of person. Although sometimes when I do something silly, I'll say something like, oh, Natalie, you know what I mean? Just to keep myself accountable or what have you. Uh, Riley's actually home, so he might chime in at some point. I've already had to restart this several times because he laughs at me or makes noises on purpose. Um, but we're just going to let it happen because that's how it is until school's back in session. I hope you guys are enjoying your summer so far. So yeah, anyways, this is week three of summer vacation. And I'm really enjoying the lazy days and just getting to hang out with Riley. I especially enjoy not having to deal with school drop-off, which is just like pure unadulterated chaos at Riley's school. Um, I've been watching my niece and nephew a bit, so Riley's gotten to go swimming and play with his cousins, so that's been fun. Other than that, I've been obsessed with Stranger Things. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys watch that. And I cannot wait for Volume 2, which is coming out on Friday. I watched Volume 1 when it was released, and then I went back and watched Seasons 1 through 3, you know, just to refresh my memory and everything. And I just love the show so much. Like, I love the characters. I love how, like, they're all so, like, they always all have each other's back, and I love that. And I'm actually kind of shocked that I like Stranger Things because I have a strict policy about not watching anything with, uh, like, creatures who have, like, an unholy number of teeth. Um, and if you've seen the show, you know that there's the Demogorgon. Demogorgon. I always feel like I say that weird. But there's a creature called a Demogorgon that has not a face, but, like, a head, sort of, that opens up like a flower. And inside that creepy flower is just like hundreds of nasty pointy teeth. It's so gross. And to be honest, I usually cover my eyes when it comes out. But I like the show so much that I'm willing to traumatize myself. So all that was to say, I'm excited to see the rest of the season. Um, Other than that, I'm just trying to stay cool. We're getting up into our 100 plus degree weather Summer technically just began, so I'll be keeping my Caucasian self indoors as much as possible. I don't really tan, unfortunately. I either burn or I freckle. My dad's from southern Italy, and he always gets like this deep, like olive-colored tan during the summer, and I did not get that. I got all the Caucasian genes. So... Before I get started on this week's topic, I actually wanted to ask for a tiny favor. Um, If you've genuinely been enjoying the podcast, it would be super cool and so appreciated if you would leave me a positive review 
on Apple or Spotify. Podcasting is kind of weird in that, like, if people don't say anything about it, you really have no idea, you know, who's listening or if anyone's listening. So getting a review or like a comment, um, it's super encouraging. And it just kind of gives you that, you know, like that little boost um, to keep going, which is really important when you're doing something creative. So I would really appreciate that if you guys don't mind. And so in moving on to our topic for this week, I'm going to be talking about gentle parenting. So gentle parenting is not really a new thing, but it's gained a lot of popularity over the last couple of years. You, I mean, if you're on TikTok, you might have heard about it on TikTok. There's like whole um, mom accounts that are just dedicated to talking about gentle parenting and different like approaches to your child and all that kind of stuff. You might also hear it called like respectful parenting, responsive parenting, attachment parenting. Um, Another term it goes by is positive discipline. Um, The actual term gentle parenting was coined by an author named Sarah Ockwell Smith in 2016. And I definitely recommend checking out her articles She writes some really good stuff. She explains it really well. So definitely check her out if you're interested. On a personal level, I became interested in this topic because as I've mentioned before on the podcast, I'm, you know, I've been in therapy for about a year and a half now. And I would say probably for the last six or seven months, I've really been working on the funnest part of therapy, uh, which is childhood trauma. And that's sarcasm. And so I've been working through a lot of my stuff from my childhood, trauma and all that kind of stuff. And, and in part of my healing process in therapy has included almost like a, like a reparenting of myself, if that makes any sense. Like some of us have this trauma that starts in childhood because, you know, our feelings are never validated. We aren't treated with empathy our boundaries aren't respected. And so we grow up with all of these, um, like these dysfunctional coping strategies and thought processes about ourselves that just keep us stuck and unhealthy. So part of working through that is, you know, giving yourself the things you weren't given as a child, you know, like um, grace, empathy, understanding, etc., It might sound a little wacky or like a little uh, like bohemian or as my husband likes to say, um, hippie-ish, but it's really effective. At least it has been for me. I would say I've learned a lot about myself and and that's coming from someone who's already pretty self-aware. So in having to learn how to reparent myself, it really made me think a lot about how I parent Riley. I started asking myself a lot of questions like, Am I patient with Riley? Do I have empathy for Riley? Am I kind when I speak to him? And above all, I just realized that all of these things really matter. And I really don't want him to find himself like me sitting in front of a therapist in his 30s, you know, unpacking decades of trauma. What I've learned is that being a good mom is a choice, and that might be a little bit of a a controversial opinion. 
Um, but I think that every day when you wake up as a mom, you have to make a choice as far as like, how am I going to speak to my child today? How am I going to relate to him? Am I going to be patient? Am I going to use a kind tone? Am I going to, you know what I mean? Like all of those things have to be very intentional. So in my opinion, that's a choice that we make every day. And as much as possible, you know, we try to choose good, but you know, we're human and sometimes it's doesn't work out that way. And that doesn't mean we're bad moms. It's just overall, like in general, I would say, I feel like it's a choice. Um, I think you realize how human you really are when you have a child, like how flawed you are and how you really have to get your own stuff sorted out so that you can be a good parent to your child. I've also learned that it's my job, you know, to teach my child how to manage his emotions, which means that I need to know how to regulate my own emotions. You know what I mean? If I can't do it, how am I going to teach him how to do it? So with all that, in comes gentle parenting with its validation and its empathy, and it sounds kind of like warm and fuzzy. Some people think that it's not authoritative enough. And I would say that's for the individual to decide. I will say there are some things I like about it and some things not so much. So let's do a quick like little Cliff's Notes version of gentle parenting. So at the foundation of gentle parenting are four basic principles that kind of guide how a parent interacts with their child. And those are empathy, respect, understanding, and boundaries. And we know what all of those are, right? Uh, So what does that look like? Following this parenting approach would mean considering the child's feelings and looking beyond the behavior to recognize that the child might be upset, frustrated, anxious, etc. We know what it's like to have all those feelings, and so we're able to empathize and relate to the child's experience. A lot of times you'll hear a parent, you know, when they're... um, working with their child, they'll say, I hear you, you know, I know that you're frustrated. I understand that you're frustrated. And in those situations, we can understand, you know, I would be frustrated. Um, It only makes sense that, you know, a child much younger than me would also be frustrated in this situation. Gentle parenting also requires the willingness to understand that children don't have the same cognitive abilities that adults do. You know, their brains are still developing, and so they don't have that ability to problem solve and regulate their emotions the way that we do, or hopefully that we do. So they need a little extra grace and understanding, you know, when they're having their big emotions or they're trying to learn new skills. And gentle parenting places an emphasis on modeling the behavior you want to see from your child and teaching them rather than using conventional punishments. So teaching a child how to behave doesn't really come from incentives. We see this a lot, and especially as a parent of an autistic child, like you'll hear, you know, what are we working for today? Or like, um, for instance, my... (laughs) What, buddy? Did you want to say hi really quick? Hi. Anything else? I love you. Oh, okay, cool. I love you too. I knew he would pop in eventually. Uh, Let's see, where was I? Okay, so like I was going to say, for instance, like my sister-in-law, 
has this, like, she'll have these jars, like, each of her kids has a little jar, and she uses those flat marbles, you know, those ones you can buy at, like, the craft store, and you put them in fish tanks or whatever, and every time they, like, complete a checklist for the day, or, like, they do something kind or helpful, they get one of these marbles, and then, like, when they fill up that jar, they get a reward, like, last week it was, um, frozen yogurt. You know what I mean? Like we do that all the time. Like probably most parents use some kind of reward system In gentle parenting. You do not use that to motivate any kind of behavior in your child. Um, you also wouldn't use punishments. You know, you don't use timeout. You wouldn't use, um, like taking away a privilege, taking something away like a toy So from what I've gathered from the research I've done is that you don't use words like stop, don't, or no, apparently because these words cause the child to believe that they're bad instead of being able to recognize that you're just talking about the behavior. I guess children assume that you're talking about them as a person and so it affects their identity. So instead you would tell them what you'd like them to do. So instead of saying something like, no, stop throwing your toys, you would say something like, let's keep our toys in our hands so we don't break them or hit somebody. There's also no timeout in gentle parenting, which is super interesting to me and kind of hard to imagine, just because sometimes I think it's easier to regulate when you have some space to yourself. I know for me, you know, if I'm feeling emotionally dysregulated, like being around people is like the last thing that I want. So I feel like that can be helpful for children too. And there are no punishments, again, like I said, in gentle parenting. Instead, there's a focus on natural consequences. So you know how some of us have parents who would make us sit at the table until we finished all our food? Well, in gentle parenting, you would allow the child to leave the table. And then when they tell you they're hungry later, you would basically like nicely point out that they probably didn't eat enough at dinner time or something like that and basically like use that as kind of like a learning lesson for the future instead of punishing them by having them sit at the table. And so basically to wrap all of that up, gentle parenting says that if you do all of these things, your child will develop pretty much like an internal motivation to behave in all the ideal ways instead of being motivated by punishment or having things taken away or being yelled at. So that's basically the goal of um, gentle parenting is to raise a child that is internally motivated to behave correctly instead of teaching them by punishment, incentive, and stuff like that. So like I said earlier, there are things that I like about gentle parenting, and then there are some things that I do think are a little extra. I don't think that it's coddling necessarily, but I do feel like it's so child-focused that it almost neglects, like, even the smallest need of the parent, you know what I mean? Like, the expectations on the parent are really high, you know? Um, As parents, we go through a lot of different things, like you know, what if I'm sick or dealing with a crisis or what if like, you know, going back to distance learning during COVID, like what if I'm trying to work from home and help my child with school at the same time? 
you know, when you have those high pressure, high stress days, like we all do, this approach kind of seems like a lot to expect of a human being, you know, at least as a whole, you know, as a whole, the approach seems like a lot. Personally, like I'll always do my best to speak kindly to my son and have empathy and all of that. But there are going to be days when a timeout is just going to have to happen. You know, I think in having empathy and understanding for our children and their humanity, we also have to have empathy and understanding for our own, you know, like we're people too. Like we have things that we need. We have things that we struggle with and you know, those things do need to be honored as well, in my opinion. And just like as a side note, like I personally wonder if gentle parenting and approaches like that are kind of born out of like a generation of people who are now parents and can look back and see how harsh their childhoods were. Does that make sense? Like maybe there are so many of us who don't want to repeat the cycles of the past. And so we're trying to find something kinder for our kids. I don't know, just a thought. So what do you guys think of gentle parenting? Had you heard of it before? Do you follow it? Um, I'd love to hear what you guys think about it. But yeah, that's all I have for today. I hope you guys enjoyed this little episode. Thank you so much for joining me. If you'd like to get in touch with me, you can send me an email at radmomradio at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram at radmomradio. If you're a mom and you'd like to be a guest, please let me know. That would be awesome. Other than that, have a great week and I will talk to you soon. Bye.